Technology has revolutionized the world we live in. With rapid development and artificial intelligence, we've created a reliance on automation, but also a fear of the unknown. A certain unease has grown to wonder how far it can all go. Will technology misuse our information, make our jobs obsolete, or even surpass us? With the human race bound to the frightening power of machines, will there come a time where we will all have to submit to technology terror? Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we'll rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we surf the web in fear.com. So, Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen Fear.com before we watched it for the podcast? <laughs> no, and I don't know if I want to see it again. Oh, girl, no. I actually have never seen this movie either. Oh, really? No, I've never seen it. However, I always remember the poster because it's genuinely very creepy looking. Oh, yeah. It's like a smeary looking face Woman's without face yeah. without eyes and her the, face is her. I don't know. Her mouth is like contorted in a weird way. I don't know. But the poster makes the movie look real good. Oh, yeah. And then you see the movie, and it's not real good. No, it's pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, it's another one not great. I feel like we're, <laughs> we're three for three on, like, not great films. <laughs> Two of them being really bad and one being, like, just personally a guilty pleasure, but arguably not great either. No. But this one was probably the hardest one for me to finish. I had to watch this in two sittings. I don't blame you. The background noises, the screaming, and the sounds from the website and stuff. I don't know. They were grating. Yeah, it has a very stylistic approach to things. Like, if you've ever seen House on Haunted Hill, for those of you who've seen that, it's done by the same guy, I believe, but the very jarring imagery the flashing lights the fast-paced edits of disturbing imagery it has that same feeling that a lot of the movies i feel around that era had so stylistically for me it was interesting to look at like it was dark and gritty and that aspect of it was cool for me but the story and the writing is so bad. Yeah, it feels like kind of, I don't know when Saw came out in comparison to this, but it feels like a piss poor <laughs> homage to Saw. You know what's funny about that? This came out before Saw. Oh, really? And this was before like the torture porn, like exploitation movie, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this was actually at least in, you know, unique-ish yeah. in my mind. Like, granted, not done well, but I think the... Oh, yeah, I'm sure subject-wise it was kind of revolutionary to audiences at the time, but... The execution was, like... No. No, it was so bad. Like, the writing even was so corny. Like, there's this one part where the one guy says, Jesus, because the other woman detective scares him, and she's like, no, my name is blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Not quite, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. she's... I'm like, oh. Lord, mm-hmm. really? We had to go there, but mm-hmm. again, not a not a great movie. But honestly, it's going to be a good time to talk about because oh, yeah. 
What a disaster. Right. They really love those establishing shots over and over again, too. Like the logging into the website. Yeah, the same thing. You see every character log in and then have the same exact intro. You don't need it. You know what happens to people. Do you want to watch or do you like to watch? No, no one likes to watch this lady. Would you like to hurt me? (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to play? You lie. lie. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) Wait, stop. But we had Fear.com, actually the highest rated so far, at a 7. Oh, yeah. So granted, again, I hadn't seen this movie, so it always looked really freaky to me. And truth be told, the imagery is fairly disturbing, some of it, especially like when they find her body. Mm -hmm. It made me so uncomfortable. I hate that. So while the movie is a train wreck as a whole, individual elements of this movie are fairly creepy in my opinion. Yeah, and (laughs) I put this in my notes too. The torture porn aspect of it is more or less like a B-plot, but like it is a little like tense and disturbing at times. Yeah, There are two storylines that eventually converge and – it's very confusing, like at how first, they line up. How, yeah, you kind of get an idea because, like, the website fear.com itself is different than the other website that's being there's two websites actually in this movie, yeah, and it's, it's all very confusing. And then the end just goes off the rails. But that individual aspect of the real life serial killer that's mm. in this movie is like objectively creepy. Oh, yeah, like what's going on for sure. But it's just again, it's just all boils down to how. Poorly, this movie was put together. Yes. I feel like they had a good idea. Yeah. And I, it just fell flat. Or or almost like two not fully fleshed out ideas for two movies. And mm-hmm. then they're like, what if we just combine them? <laughs> Don't do that. Like, I feel like pick one. Like, yeah. I personally think the whole serial killer aspect would have been more interesting than the paranormal aspect that they try to put together. Yeah. And again, it's like another one of those scenarios where – you're not really sure how the ghost is connected to the website and stuff like that or how, like, they were able to set up said website. Well, again, they, they do basically say it just – she did it. Yeah. Like, she just did, she was able to do that. It doesn't make Apparently any sense. Apparently this ghost was a web developer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's on, like, programming and, and all that stuff. It's like, that's my side gig. Yeah. I don't know. Are you ready to hear some background on this lovely movie we watched? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Released in 2002, Fear.com was a horror movie that attempted to scare the audience with a technological twist. The movie revolved around a website called Fear.com, which is actually in the movie Fear.com.com because, like, the Fear.com is spelled out. Yes. And then you have it. Every actually, single time. You actually have to put the .com afterwards to make it a website. So it's yep. really fear.com.com, which is baffling, but and all silly. right. I'm like, why would you do this? <laughs> so anyways, the movie revolved around this website, which was rumored to be haunted and caused anyone who visited it to die within 48 hours. Despite having a promising premise, the movie failed to impress both critics and audiences alike in 13 Degrees of Screams. We did not like it. Yes. Director Malone's second feature for Warner Brothers after the release of Haas and Haunted Hill in 1999, Fear.com was an international co-production among companies based in the United States, Luxembourg, Germany, and the United Kingdom. The film was shot on location in Luxembourg and Montreal, Canada. So yeah, this movie like takes place in New York, but it was not even filmed in the United States. Strange. 
I mean, good for them. They didn't use like a lot of like, <laughs> you know how they do for almost an intro for any movie that takes place in a big city. They just show like the the city the skyline. cityscape. Yeah, like yeah. This so they didn't show have... that. I thought that could be anywhere, really. Yeah, no, this is the gritty parts of New York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... blue screen again. Oh my god! Yeah, the blue screen. <laughs> Why? Makes it scary. It doesn't, though. Honestly. <laughs> Blue is a scary color. No, I, I won't harp on this, but I honestly think some of the scariest scenes in movies take place in broad daylight. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so unsettling to have something just happen to you when you least expect it during the day. Like, right. I think that's underrated and should be used more often. Yes. That's my opinion. End of Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she's running out in the morning. Like, iconic. Fair. And I agree, too, because a lot of, like, I understand why directors use, like, these dark shots go that, so then you can kind of fill in for yourself and mm-hmm. stuff, too. But if I have to, like, up the brightness on my screen <laughs> yeah. because I can't tell what this person's running from, like, it, it's not scary. It's just annoying. Yeah. yeah um, I can see both ways because a lot of the times, you know, they say what you have imagined is scarier than, like, what the they're actual doing. revelation yeah. or, like, when there's a creature or a ghost, like – what you fill in the blanks is usually scarier than what it actually is. So it depends. But, like, yeah, if I can't see what's happening, period, then it doesn't really matter. So in any case, blue filter, please stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. I'm tired. Love letter from Alex. Please stop the blue filter. Please stop the blue filters. Please and thank you. <laughs> so the film was originally rated NC-17 due to extreme violence. So after multiple trims and appeals, the film was finally re-rated R by the NPAA, for violence, including grisly images of torture, nudity, and language. I'd agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. As of 2018, it holds a 3% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on 101 reviews and has a weighted average of 2.65 out of 10. We're just continuously going down that scale. I know. <laughs> like, guys, a lot, yeah, a lot of these movies just aren't fantastic. I'm, I, uh, uh, Technology, I feel, just a hard thing to get right with horror. Oh, yeah. I think it's also because technology advances so quickly, too. So, like, stuff that we would find scary in this year is going to be stupid in, like, five years, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Websites are... Are just going to be a thing for a long time. So I, don't but know. I guess that's true. But I mean, just in general for technology stuff. Yeah. It was all new back then. So they're like, this is what you need to fear. Right. The oh. unknown. Yeah. The critics' consensus reads as frustrating as a 404 error, <laughs> fear.com is a stylish, incoherent, and often nasty mess with few scares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> 100%. At Metacritic, the film holds a 16 out of 100 rating based on 20 reviews, indicating overwhelmingly <laughs> dislike. Wow. Audience polled by CinemaScore gave the film an F grade out of an A plus to F scale. So bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. Like scraping that. Like just please. give please us some, stop it. Give us something here. <laughs> Empire Magazine gave the film one out of five stars, calling it arguably the least imaginative, most pathetic horror of the decade. I just Damn. I just added all these because like we really want to hammer home. It's not good. How poor this movie is. Again, but the story is going to be wild. Yes. Like it's going to be interesting to talk about. Fear.com actually won worst film at the 2003 Dallas Fort Worth Film Critics Association Awards. So why wouldn't it? Yeah, girl, you're right. Bad trash, not great. Would you like to dive into the plot? 
I would like to. We start off with Mike Riley, an NYPD a detective called to the scene of a mysterious death in the subway system. The victim, Polidori, was bleeding from his nose and mouth and had a look of terror frozen on his face prior to being hit by a train. Yeah, what, what even happens? He goes down in the tracks. He's it's completely abandoned, and I was like, what is this, Pulse again? Like, <laughs> it, He sees a Bernie's Mountain Dog for some reason in the corner, and he's like, oh, a dog. And I'm like, that's a cute dog. <laughs> that's a dog. I'd be like, yay, doggy. <laughs> and then he sees a little girl on the train tracks of the subway, I guess, or whatever, playing with a little white ball. And clearly she's dead because she's got, like, black eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, if you see a little girl on a subway track just standing there with a ball and she's not, like, freaking out or anything. She's just vibing. That's a ghost. Yeah. Like, first assumption, ghost. Second assumption, like, anything else, really. Right. Like She doesn't talk back to him. She barely looks at him. Like, so it, don't she, bother saving this child. No, and she's in all white. <laughs> yeah. With this white ball. Clearly a ghost. It's a ghost. Like, what are you doing? Uh. (laughs) So, foolishly, he gets down there, and they almost thought he was, like, electrocuted by the third rail of the subway system, I guess. But, no, he just, I don't know, he chases after this girl and then sees the train coming, gets up against the wall, and I'm like, he could for sure miss it if he just stays up against the wall, but then he jumps in front of it anyway. Yeah. He's like, you know what? This is a good excuse. Yeah. I'm here. Might as well. Yeah. And the girl confusingly changes back to this woman that's on the poster back and forth. I'm like, so was this little girl killed or was it the woman? Or apparently they're the same person. Spoiler. I was – I honestly – so, again, I watched this in two parts. And this was actually the first movie I watched for the the season. Oh, okay. And – Trying to recall what happened was, A, a huge struggle for me. And also, I forgot that they were even the same person. Yeah. I had to look at, like, last night, I was literally doing a review of this movie, trying to, like, recall, like, what even happened in this movie. And I was like, holy shit. That was yeah. the same person. I completely forgot about that. Well, the reason I bring it up now, because it's very, it, one, it's fairly confusing, because usually... In movies, we see ghosts as they died mm-hmm. or something like that or pretty close to it. So it's weird that she gets to have like multiple forms. <laughs> yeah, there's literally no explanation of why she chooses this one very particular form of her, of her as, as a girl. Child, yeah. Nothing happened to her then. <laughs> no. She just she just decided, like, this is, this is what I want to look like today. Fun time. <laughs> All right, whatever, girl. You do you, I guess. So after his body is found, the Department of Health researcher Terry Houston joins the case when several more victims show up with identical symptoms and begins rounds of testing to determine if their deaths were caused by some sort of virus. What kind of symptoms were they having again? They were all kind of like mentally losing it and they had blood coming out of their eyes and nose. Oh, they were just going through it. Yeah. Just a typical Tuesday. Right. So, well, they assumed since... Multiple people had the same symptoms. Maybe it was a virus. I mean, that make, uh, that honestly makes the most sense Yes, out of anything that happens. So, yes. like, I, I get that. <laughs> so once that is ruled out, Terry and Mike team up to discover what might be happening to these people. After some time, they discover that all of the victims' computers crash shortly before their deaths. So they send each of the victims' hard drives to Mike's friend, Denise Stone, who is a forensic specialist. 
This poor woman. Poor, they're like, Denise, don't go to this the website. And she's like, I'll look at it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I won't, but I will. <sighs> Denise discovers that each victim had visited a website called fear.com.com. <laughs> I'll never get over that. That's so silly. Right. Which depicts voyeuristic torture murder. Upon looking at the site herself, Denise is subjected to various sights and sounds of torture that eventually drive her insane. Specifically, she's just seeing giant beetles crawling everywhere, like on her body, in her apartment, coming out of her mouth and stuff like that. And she eventually just falls out of, of her apartment window and lands yeah. on a car and dies. The whole the whole concept of Fear.com is like supposed to kill you by seeing visions of the things that scare you the most. But again, that's not very clearly defined. Yeah. Mike's boss kind of dies of like a similar situation. He happens to go to the website before Denise gets a hold of this. And I don't know how he finds it, but whatever. And he sees the little girl and crashes. Yeah, he gets locked in his car and there's like smoke starts coming out of his car and he just crashes and dies. (laughs) I guess because he was afraid of car accidents. Yeah, his car just goes and he he like hits something and he flies out the front and dies. Yep. Can we talk about what this website looks like real quick? Because it is the most stylized. It's like janky. Yeah. You go, you type in fear.com.com. On this random address bar that's just huge and floating in the middle of the screen. And then this – Funny will- enough, I feel like it pulls up the location of like where the tortures are happening too with like the doors and stuff of that big silo or oh, whatever he's in. There's images of like where she died, oh, which okay. is how they kind of connect the dots there. and how okay. they find- So like, yeah, all these images pop up of like weird locations and then this lady goes, do you like to watch? And we're like, no. And then you, t- and then you type in – Right. You answer her. Yeah, and you can ask her questions, apparently. It's like a chat bot. Yeah. But it's a ghost. <laughs> so this website, you, like, you like talk to her. Like, once you visit it, you're SOL, but then you could, like, talk to her if you want. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, like, literally every time we see this website, it's for, like, a couple seconds, and they ask it, like, one or two questions. Like, could you, like, plead your case? Like, sorry, don't kill me. Right. <laughs> like, they, they never, like... She just assumes you're a fucking liar, and you deserve to die. <laughs> kinda. Yeah. They're just, like... Like what? If, like if you accidentally stumble upon this website, or like you, you hear li- about you like to watch and you're lying. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> you visited. And now you must die. Like I didn't know what this was. Right. I was curious, and then all of a sudden, you got to die. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> so yeah, this website's very bizarre. Yes. So the forensic scientist, you know, SOL died. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And Mike feels guilty for subjecting her to this. Meanwhile, Terry figures out that people who visit the website die within 48 hours, apparently from what they fear most in their lives. Yes, I jumped the gun on that, but yeah. Yes. It wasn't clear. (laughs) Despite such dangerous knowledge, both she and Mike visit the site to add some oomph to the case and put them on a deadline to save their own lives as well, it seems. (laughs) They're like, you know what could make this possibly worse, but a little bit spicy? Let's visit the website. And both of them are like, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) As they like type into the website themselves. Yeah, they're like, I'm totally not going to do this. Fear.com. Fear.com. Here I am. And... uh, don't they don't there's like one of those do as I say not as I do type situations all these people condemn themselves right and honestly you could just not do it just don't do it just tell people not to do it and then maybe people won't die no no one listens in this movie no is what happens basically right everyone's like oh I wonder I wonder what will happen if I do it like 
Hmm? You're not everyone, special. Yeah, no, right. Everyone else before me has died. Uh, let's just go ahead and assume that you'll die. And the one ghost lady, she says one of the questions she asks is like, "What are you afraid of?" It's like I don't know, maybe dying. Like she's like, "What are you afraid of?" Like you. What do you mean? Stop this. Yeah, <laughs> stop doing this. What did? What's happening? So she don't care who you are if you visit the site. You're gonna die. Yeah. And as they begin to experience paranoia and hallucinations like of the deceased, including the girl with the inflatable ball, they race against time to figure out if any of this has any connections with this extremely vicious serial killer, Alistair Pratt, who has been eluding Mike and the FBI for years. We're like, I wonder. I wonder if this guy has anything to do with this. This is weird. Yeah. Um, do you mention the other website that he's broadcasting to? Yes. Okay. I, I'll wait till you say that then. Yes. The connection is obvious to the audience as we cut back to an almost B-plot of Pratt tricking a woman to meet him for an acting job and then torturing her for views and to give his audience the experience of death. Yeah. So now there's this secondary website that looks – Strangely similar to the fear.com where these people are watching this woman being tortured in real time. Like this is actually happening yeah, currently. Yeah, and we can see his like subscriber numbers mm-hmm. are constantly going up. So now there's this other website that we don't even know the name of. Right. It's just out there. So for the I lo- thought they were the same. <gasps> Me too. I was about to say I thought it was the same exact website. But then you think about it for more than two seconds. That makes absolutely no sense. No. So like there's this – other website that's obviously terrible, but it's not paranormal in any way, shape, or form. Like, right. You could visit this one and it'd be fine. Mm. <laughs> not that you should or no. would want to because it's literally someone being tortured. Right. But you won't die. And just to give you a little bit more background on this woman that he's torturing. So he just follows her into her job. She's like selling tickets at a movie theater or something and says that you would be perfect for like my leading lady. And you should come and meet me. Uh, No? No? No. If anyone ever approaches you for like an acting or modeling opportunity, you bring everybody you know to that. Or just don't go. (laughs) Bring your doctor. Bring your lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. Or report this man because it's – no, don't do that. Right. Now get yourself an agent. Yes. Don't do this. (laughs) And this poor woman, he tells her that he's going to torture her for views. And she has the option to plead for her death instead. And I feel like I'm a big baby. I would just be like, let's just get this shit over with. <laughs> yeah. Again, like. Like, let's just let's just say goodbye. Like, let's not prolong I'm not, this. I'm not for that. <laughs> yeah, because it's one of those things like you're not going to survive anyways. Right. The only thing you'd hold out for is the potentiality of getting rescued. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that's going to happen, like, you might as well just yeah. cut your losses because then you're just going to suffer immense pain. Right. For a long time. Yeah, no. So, no. No. I'm cool. I'm going to go. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Let's just do this quick and easy. Like, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. So eventually Mike and I realized that the little girl ghost was one of Pratt's first victims. And each were told that they would have to come find her when logging into the site. Mike is eventually hospitalized from his delusions. So Terry tracks down the girl's mother on her own. And from their discussion is able to determine where her body may be at this like steel mill that she used to play at. Again, she did not die as a little girl. No, but so she just remember that. her that way. Yes. Right. She shows up like in real life, quote unquote. People see her, you know, in their life as this girl, but very rarely as what she looked like when she died, which is what you see her as when you log into the website. Right. So to make it just extra confusing. Yes. And I, I'm just reminding the audience that, again, same lady. Yes. <laughs> same person. 
So again, she goes through this sort of steel mill thing. I'm like, where? Why would you have a child play here anyway? But <laughs> yeah, because like he, she goes to her mother. First of all, they show her a picture of the girl as she is, and it starts moving. Oh yeah, I mean, that's fine. And like, yeah, there's this like really dangerous, decrepit looking steel mill. She used to play there all the time. I'm like, yeah. why would you let her? I do think that? it was like Terry could only see it moving because oh, she's yeah. got the hallucinations and stuff from oh, visiting the site. One hundred percent. But I'm more like confused about the fact that mom just was cool with her playing yeah. there. She said it was like several miles down the road. Right. So does she walk down there by herself <laughs> with her little white ball and just like, yeah, steel mill. <laughs> Okay. This is my place. I guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she travels to the steel mill where a homeless woman is just kind of sitting there and points to some dirty water to indicate that she's in there waiting for her. <laughs> and Terry goes in <laughs> to retrieve her body, assuming that everything will be okay once her body's at rest. And I'm like, girl, no. Like, I just be like. She can just kill me. <laughs> yeah, she dives into the water, finds her body. This part actually disturbed me. Like anything where they find like a de- like a decaying body, like gives me chills. Like yeah, even this movie that I've literally not enjoyed any second of up until this point still gave me the creeps. Like right. there, there are effective moments of this, so I'll give credit where credits due. But anything of like uh, finding a body like that just gives me the willies like that's yeah. the one thing in like horror movies that like make me very uncomfortable and like finding her body floating there just like bleh. yeah and then she hallucinates and thinks that she's moving or mm-hmm. something when she gets her up on land which she should have honestly just called the police and been like she right there <laughs> yeah i mean she's a detective so she is the police i guess at this point so health department <laughs> yeah no she should definitely not be touching no dead body right but <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike is attacked in the hospital, which I honestly forget what Mike is even going through, honestly, <laughs> because so many people are attacked with their fears. But I, I can just tell you, like, he's being attacked. I know. Mike sucks. Like, what's her name? What's the other Terry. name? Terry. Terry's, like, pulling it together Doing because all the work. someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. Mike's, meanwhile, like, I'm skilled. Right. And, like, Terry is like, fine, I'll do it. Right. Like, badass. Like, she was the best character in this movie. Right. Meanwhile, Mike is attacked in the hospital and Terry comes to save him. With their time waning, the two go down to the morgue to see the body and they find a tube of lipstick in her stomach, which she apparently had swallowed before she died, with a note saying that the guilty will pay. It is then revealed that Fear.com is in fact a ghost site made by one of Pratt's first victims, the girl that they found, obviously, who is seeking revenge because people watched her being tortured and murdered. She was tortured by Pratt for 48 hours before she begged him to kill her, which explains why the victims have 48 hours to live. Mm-hmm. Mike and Terry track down Pratt, sick the spirit of the murdered girl from the website on him, <laughs> and she kills him instantly. No need to wait two days. No. <laughs> <laughs> she no. Amazon Prime that. Yeah. <laughs> However, Mike is also killed by Pratt before she's finished. The ending scene shows Terry lying in her bed with her cat when the phone rings, but she hears no one on the other end, just some online static. Yeah, the ending just kind of happens. Like, and uh, I don't even know how to describe the imagery because, like, the ki- serial killer goes through it. Like, there's a scene where his scalp starts peeling back, and like he sees her floating there, and it's all like very CGI heavy. Like, mm-hmm. let's do the most kind of a situation. Yeah. So, like, honestly, just go watch this clip because it is wild. Like, what starts happening? Yeah, and like, I think his other victims are kind of there too, in a way. I don't know. It's hard to tell. There's like a sepia tone scene of her confronting him, and he, it's like really weird. Yeah. This is where it's like, okay. 
I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And then there was another scene that we didn't even discuss because, again, it made no damn sense where they go and they visit this guy who had a book or wrote a book. And this is where I they, just like, left it because it didn't make any sense. No, this is where they try to explain like how a ghost could like do this shit. <laughs> They're like something about they live in the wires and something about energy, like evil energy lives on through the – Technology, something uh, like, like goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like I don't blame you for not even mentioning it, but I wanted to mention it only because they make a very poor attempt of explaining like how a ghost could this do this. This is C plot at this point. <laughs> yeah, so there's a one scene about this book that one of the victims had or something. Yeah, the very first one that with the train, he was like clutching some manual or something right. about technology and did I even ghost write? Stuff. Did I even write it down? I think I may have tried to. Hold on. She's yeah, something about she's alive in the wires. I'm like, bitch, bitch, please <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, and, and, but the guy says it's bullshit because he's like drunk all the time or something. He's like, I didn't know anyone really read it or whatever. Yeah, and I'm I like, I'm like, right, true, okay. Yeah. So he knows this is all fabricated. And right, that makes no sense. So nothing. <laughs> so not yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, I'm sure in one of these episodes we'll talk about like paranormal research and tools used to, you know, EVPs and stuff like that. So there's an aspect of that, but not like what you were saying where the ghosts are living in wires. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. So in any case, that was fear.com. Yeah. It was, I feel like you should watch it just to experience it. Like go in knowing it, you're going to have a bad time, but like by the end you're going to be like, Wow. What was that? Don't watch it on a migraine day, though. It'll really yeah, bother you. 100%. Not 100%. But a lot of the scares in this are, like, just disturbing Im- imagery being flashed in your face. Over and over again. Over and over but, again. But, like, once you see it, you're like, oh, now I'm seeing it again. Now I'm seeing it again. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, like, you're just <laughs> you're just basically showing the same six pictures over and over again. Yeah. It, it beats it to the ground to the point where it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But again, to my point, there are some like disturbing imagery outside of that. Like again, with the dead body being found, and you know, there are instances of seeing the victims. Like the one woman was drowned in the bathtub, so that could be you know disturbing. She was a little creepy, yeah. So that's where this movie like could have just focused on the serial killer aspect of it, and just the victims instead of trying to show us all these shocking images over and over again to the point where, like, okay, I'm desensitized by the end of the film. Right. So had they gone more the serial killer route with the victims, I feel like would have been a much better movie. So pick one website, and in this instance, the serial killer website where he's broadcasting, cut out the other part, and then we could still... You know what? (laughs) I am going to I'm going to wrap this up I promise. That's okay. What would have been cool I feel is like still if you still had like the ghost aspect but she was trying to like help. Yeah. find her body because like you're showing us all these images of like where you were dead and then you go ahead and kill the people who could potentially help you because these this is You real- obviously think that if they can't perform within 2 hours after you're tormenting them <laughs> right. they deserve to die. It's like these are the only clues we have to find you are the ones you're literally providing us. Unless she doesn't care about that, unless it is purely just revenge. I guess so, because getting her body back didn't do anything for them. Right. And I feel like I feel like if you like you could just take your revenge out on the serial killer. Yeah. And like which kind of was what happens. Once he dies, it seems to have Well, but then with the ending with her picking up the phone and her hearing static, then it's assumed that 
something's still out there. I thought it was maybe Mike. Maybe. But I, I feel like at that point it had to have been over 48 hours, right? Yeah. Since she watched it, so she was still alive. But who knows? We don't know the timing I don't. That. I don't know if it was just something like – like she's still out there. I don't know. But in any case, I think that would have been a more compelling story of her like still going through like minimally being able to like tap into technology here and there mm-hmm. instead of creating this whole ass website. And furthermore, if she was trying to be found, she could have just said that. Like she very clearly is able to talk to you in perfect sentences. Right. Like be like, by the way, my body's here. Right. No, the way come that, find me. I right. want to be big. I know. I'm like, you know who did it perfectly? Ghost. Go, Patrick right. Swayze was like, I can tell the psychic woman. I will tell her exactly what she needs to do. I'm a banker. I'll tell you how to get into the accounts. Yeah. Again, I'll save you. Right. Again, I guess that is assuming that she wants to be found and mm-hmm. it's not just revenge. But in any case, there's so many questions and plot holes and like why did this happen kind of a thing so yeah i could go on and on about how to make this better but anyways we will wrap that part up it still just bothers me though that they leave it sort of open-ended i don't know maybe it was mike talking to her but i assume with the static thing it's supposed to be the ghost yeah but but she'd be like do you want to talk (laughs) no can we be besties now that you found my body i'd be like no you try to kill me and you killed mike (laughs) Well, no, she didn't kill Mike. The serial killer killed Mike. Yes. But in any case, you try to kill us both. Yeah. So, no, we cannot be besties. <laughs> How? Are you ready to hear some websites related to crime? Yeah, I am. Okay. Websites have been used in various ways to commit crimes, ranging from identity theft to white-collar crime. In many instances, websites have been used to defraud individuals or groups, with causing significant financial losses. Identity theft occurs when someone gains access to a person's sensitive information, such as their social security number or credit card details, and uses it for fraudulent purposes, such as making unauthorized purchases. Criminals may use phishing scams to trick people into revealing their personal information or may hack into websites to steal the information. You know what's so funny about that? At work, literally, we get a fake phishing Email oh, we do too. Yeah. Every week. And it's so obvious. I'm like, no, this is not <laughs> it. So we have to report it. But that's just funny, the the phishing emails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get all kinds of clues on, like, what to look for mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, if it says external or if you see attachments that you can't see. Or, like, whatever. you have to do this now or your <laughs> information will be unobtainable or, so, you know, something like that. Some kind of consequence if you don't do it now. The dumbest one I saw, which I was like, I was like, well, that's just mean. <laughs> it, like, made it seem like they were going to bring all the employees together to have, like, some sort of luncheon. And I was like, well, everyone wanted to have lunch. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, so everyone shows up. <laughs> well, no, like, everyone clicked on it to hear uh, the details about it. But I'm like, well. That could happen. Still give us lunch. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, since you click the link, you don't get no lunch. Apparently. <laughs> that's, your, that's your consequence. Another way criminals use websites to commit crimes is through white-collar crime. White-collar crime involves financially motivated nonviolent crimes committed by business or government professionals. Cyber criminals may use websites to carry out white-collar crimes such as embezzlement or money laundering. The Internet provides a convenient way to transfer money or to hide funds in offshore accounts, making it easier for white-collar criminals to commit these offenses. Mm. So this is like more like mob boss kind of shit. Yeah. This is not scary, just very irritating. No. 
Websites have also been used to commit more violent crimes, such as terrorism or hate crimes. Terrorist organizations may use websites to recruit members, disseminate propaganda, or to coordinate attacks. Some hate groups use websites to spread their ideologies or to organize rallies leading to crimes against minorities or members of other groups. The internet provides anonymity, making it easier for individuals or groups to plan and execute crimes without being traced. Yeah, people are so so brave on the internet. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have to do it face-to-face. No, I know. People are just so bold Mm -hmm. on the internet. In the modern world, websites are also used to enable various forms of cybercrime. For example, hackers have used websites to launch attacks on computer systems, such as by inserting malware or viruses to steal data or take control of computer systems. Websites have also been used to distribute illegal content, such as pirated movies, music, or software. Criminal groups have taken advantage of the anonymity of the web to run illegal underground markets, such as the infamous online black market Silk Road. Yep. Speaking of spreading, like, hate mongering and stuff like that, recently I've seen there's a guy I follow on TikTok that just calls out people for basically being dicks and racist and stuff like that on TikTok. And one kid, he's, I don't know, probably like early 20s, and he comes on and he has a bunch of like Nazi paraphernalia on like oh, great. like a nose ring that makes it look like he's got like this short oh. little mustache and... wait is that the guy who thinks he was like reincarnated yes, as reincarnated yeah, yeah, yeah. as that figure yes. yeah <laughs> that figure well, yeah i've i don't know anything about that but i've seen i've seen like news about it or yes like, stuff like that so but in a way though like the guy that i'm following is kind of like uh not an anti-hero but like a vigilante because he like calls out like their places of business that they work at and stuff like that, trying to get them fired for for their beliefs. Yeah, that's stuff. like um, what's it called? White glove hackers or something? Have you heard of that? White oh hat. no. So basically, it's people like who hack like hack for good. So they test systems and networks by trying to break into them. They are hackers, but they use their talents to help improve cybersecurity. So they like they're hackers, but they do it for good, basically. Oh, okay. So. I'm sure there's instances of people, like, hacking into, like, bad people's stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Sure. So there's good hacking out there. Yes. It's it's all very scary. Like, yeah. Mo- these movies we're watching, yes, but these, like, real-life implications are, like. <laughs> right. And, uh, like, I, I wanted to cover a little bit about voyeurism, but it's such, like, a. I don't even know. It's more like a widespread, like, sexual gratification thing. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to kink shame either, but (laughs) (laughs) But for, like, consenting adults that are being monitored because of that. That's the problem, consenting. Yes. But, yeah, for people that are not consenting or unsuspecting, then it's problematic. Yeah, it gets a real dark place real fast. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, I don't necessarily enjoy learning about that kind of a thing yeah that's why i kind of was like "Mm, i don't want to feel funny about that right so obviously that's out there especially dark web stuff oh yeah snuff videos and all, all that stuff exists and i even heard about and I'm sure it's based on real life because uh, Law and Order does like a lot of like ripped from the headline kind of mm-hmm. episodes of uh, people installing cameras in women's toilets to look up their skirts yep. and stuff. And yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. So so things like what that serial killer was 
broadcasting are out there. It's, oh, yeah. So that's, again, when I talked about, like, what would have been a better movie, it was, like, something a little bit grounded in realism. Yeah. Because that is absolutely terrifying. Right. And I don't know. Also making him, like, a B-plot to the paranormal thing, uh, like, probably should have just more focused on him as a criminal and, right. you know, actually making him pay for his crimes mm. rather than... This ghost that was also trying to kill you. Right. It, it almost diminishes the severity of what was happening. Because, and what he was doing and the people that are watching because they're committing a crime too. Right. Like fuck all those people. And like it makes the ghost like the villain, which I mean she is because she is killing innocent people per se. Right. Um, uh, people that don't know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It, the ignorance of it all. And so they make her the bad character and it's like. No, let's focus on the guy who's actually, like, doing the bad shit. I mean, yeah. again, she's killing people. So she is responsible. But, again, like, he's the problem here. Yes. So. Yeah, they probably would have been a lot better if they just did the B yeah. plot. <laughs> In summation, do not go to fear.com.com. Yes. So. Who knows what's really there. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful. And we will always appreciate it. You can find us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. That's Mike and or the ghost at the end. I'm scared. <laughs>